Hi everyone and welcome back to the Asbury Deep Dive podcast. I am Melissa Ivy, the coordinator of Young Adult Ministry, and it is so good to be here with you today. Um, as always, if you want to receive text updates when we post new podcasts, text the words at Asbury Dive to 81010 and we'll just send out texts every time a new one goes live and you can also respond back with topics that you want me to cover. And so that way you can stay connected and really just get the most out of this podcast as you can. And so um, today we're going to talk about this concept that's presented in the Bible a couple times about running the race, right? So we've heard this, I hope you've heard this phrase before in scripture. There's three verses in the New Testament that mention it. Um, Hebrews 12.1 mentions it. 2 Timothy 4.7 mentions it. And then in 1 Corinthians 9, there's um, a several verses over it. And so I want to read that real quick. So this is 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 through 27. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable one. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So this is Paul here just putting into different words our mission as Christians or kind of wrapping it up in a way that's um, motivating us to keep going in our call. So we all have this call, right? On Tuesday, Jesse and I talked about practical ways that we can witness. Um, and I think this is a really important part of being a Christian is to live a life that's different, to use words to share the gospel. And I love that Paul is describing, you know, kind of the Great Commission, our call as Christians as a race, right? I love analogies and metaphors. And I think this is really why Jesus taught in parables is because when we think about it kind of abstractly, it helps us engage with it more, really learn lessons out of it. And so um, I'm sure we've all heard that life is a marathon, not a sprint absolutely true. So true of the Christian life as well. It is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think we can also think of this time in quarantine as a marathon, not a sprint, right? And we're, I think, six weeks in or maybe more, maybe less, depending on when you started um, the safer at home things. Um, but it's a long time lasting and it's not going to end tomorrow. And so it's it's a long-term thing. And so I hope you take what we talk about today and apply it to your Christian walk, um, as well as to the current climate that we're going through. And so, um, Talking about marathons, so I ran a marathon, um, which is super fun. Um, I will set this up. I am not a professional runner um, in any way, shape, or form. My time was not wonderful, but I did not do it for the time. I did it just to do it. Um, and I, I like running, so I played soccer for a long time, and so long distance running, I, I just, I, I'm okay doing it because I used to play soccer games back to back, and you run for hours and hours on end. So it's not. I just enjoy running personally, and so, um, but I'm not a professional. I am, if you know, I am not. I'm 100% amateur in running. I've never had coaching in running. Just a few tips here and there. And when I was preparing for my marathon, I asked various people who have ran marathons or who are way better at running. You know, what are some tips? What are some good recovery drinks? You know, what do I need to do? You know, what about this? What about that? Just various things to help me. And then I just went for it. You know, I, I found a training plan, um, and I went for it. And so it was lots of fun. And I. I truly learned a lot and it was really cool to think about it and then to also apply it to hear of Paul talking about running our race. I think I learned some really cool things that um, I want to share with you that I hope help you also adjust to this marathon Christian life. And so, um, first of all, so I, the race I ran was on Turkey Mountain and along Riverside and it was a out and back twice type marathon. So you go out and back once and it was 
a half marathon and lots of people stopped there and then out and back again and that was the marathon and actually my now husband joined me for the second half so he did a half marathon with me um well I on my second half of the marathon which was really really cool um and so the first half of this marathon so I've trained I know about my pace that I can keep um I've ran several long runs and so the first half I'm keeping the pace that I know I'm going to continue the entire marathon and yet there are people passing me left and right at much faster paces which was so irritating to me. Like my pride shot through the roof because I knew I could go faster. Like if I had just been running a half marathon that day, I could have gone much faster um, because I had trained for the full. So doing a half would have been faster and a little easier. And so um, it was so difficult to keep my pace that first half um, because people were going past me. But the thing was, I didn't know if the people around me were doing a half or doing the full. And so I could not base what I was doing based on the people around me. Because if I did, I, if I had gone faster that first half, I would have been dead for the second half. And the second half was hard enough as it was. And so that was a really, really interesting first look because I saw my pride in a whole new way. And I think um, competitiveness isn't necessarily bad. You know, it has its place. Um, but whenever we make our entire life competitive, I think that that obviously tends to pride and... Um, you know, what's the place in com of competitiveness in the kingdom, right? Is there a place at all for competitiveness in the kingdom? Because there's no place for pride, but is there any sort of line? And I think the only place competitiveness would have in the kingdom is within ourselves and within, within being competitive to try and be a better person, a better version of ourselves, but not anything beyond that. We'll get into that um, in a moment more, but, um, it was also a good moment for me to stop and remember to celebrate others because I, those people who are passing me, if they were doing the full marathon, they are so cool to be able to going at that pace. And if they were doing the half marathon, I should celebrate that they're doing a half marathon, right? We have different goals. We have different outcomes that we're looking for. Um, and so it was just a really big heart check for me in that first half. And it was so hard so challenging because I knew going into it that I needed to keep my certain pace the, especially the first half to not lose all my energy and I did not anticipate how hard it was going to be to keep that pace not because of exhaustion or because of anything but simply because the people around me were distracting me from keeping my pace which was really really interesting and then um you know bouncing off of that we have this phrase of running in your own lane which I think I don't know if you've heard before. I, I heard it a lot in college of like run in your own lane, you know, and I think it's an important concept. Absolutely. Um, but whenever you do run in your own lane, you know, whenever you are keeping your pace while others around you are running faster, you have to be so sure of your own limits. Like I had to know so well what my training had been to know what my pace was going to be in the marathon. And I think if you don't know your own limits, you're going to exhaust yourself here and there. You're going to forget. You're going to turn it into a sprint, which is a completely different mindset than a marathon, a completely different beast than a marathon. Um, so if you're not sure of your own limits, and so I think I take that practically to our lives of what are your boundaries? What are your biggest temptations? You know, if you don't know what where you need to trim up or where you're going to um, start to stumble the most, you're just going to walk into those things willy-nilly, right? You need to be so aware of where you're the most vulnerable in some of those aspects to be able to run a race well. Um, and on top of running in my own line, in, in my own lane and keeping my own pace, I had to remember what my goal was, 
Right. My goal was just to run the marathon. I didn't have a certain time in mind that I wanted because once again, I'm not a professional runner and I was not prepared to get a great time for that. Um, I just wanted to do it and just to experience that. And so my goal was different than probably other people's goals because I was going for half for the full marathon, not the half marathon. I wasn't going for speed. I was going for completing it with as little walking as possible, right? Those were my goals. And if I forgot my goals, it would have been so easy to make that race so much harder, right? Because I would have exhausted myself or I would have um, just not been in a good headspace or all of these different pieces that are in there. So I think running in our own lane as Christians, it's so important to know our limits and know where we're vulnerable. And it's also important to know your goal, right? That goal, that thing that you're working towards is such good perspective and it keeps us um, going well. And that's what that's the only thing. My goal of running an entire marathon was the only thing that kept me at pace that first half, which was absolutely needed to happen or I would not have been able to run that race. Um and so then something else I noticed while I was running my marathon was that, so since it was an out and back, there were times where I'd be running and I would pass, people would like pass by me because they were ahead of me in the line. And whenever this first happened, once again, my lovely pride reared up and was like, oh, those people are ahead of me. Like, oh man, like how am I so slow? Like, come on, you got to do better. Like what's happening? And um, what's interesting about races, I don't know if you've ever seen a race, um, and some are different than others, but most and most of them, most generally, there's a large clump at the beginning, right? There's a huge, because everyone's starting at the same time at the same point, and then there's a huge crowd, and then the crowd will start to narrow out as you get further down in the race. Um, and so people started to pass me, and at first I was really mad because I was like, how are they ahead of me? Like, they, um, I'm going so slow, I'm not doing well. But then I had to remember, I started at the back of the pack. Like I crossed the line though. So your time starts once you cross the line, there's technology that does it. I don't understand it, but it's cool. Whatever. Um, your time starts when you cross the line. And so I had to remember that these people who I was pat, who were passing me, they're ahead of me. They started before I did, which meant their time was like our, we could have been running at the exact same pace. Like I didn't know because they started at the pack in the pack ahead of me. And I was at the back because I don't like crowds and I was trying to avoid the crowd. So I was happy to start at the back of it. Um, and so it wasn't that me and this, these people that were passing me were in competition. It was that we could have been running at the exact same pace. Like the both of us could have had the exact same time. Um, but they had simply started before I had. They simply had gone to the start line before I had. Um, which I think is an interesting reminder, an interesting concept of like when we come, you can't compare your life with people. You just, comparison is a killer. Um, you can't compare because when you, com you're, you, you, it doesn't, you can't compute, you know, everyone's life is so different and their start line could have been sooner, which whatever you want to make that start line to be, if it was their career, their Christian walk, the time they became a parent, like whatever it is, their start line could have been different than yours or um, the time they're mentally struggling with something, you know, it's all different. And so um, you could be working out the same thing with someone, but they could have started before you because so they could, you know, hypothetically look like they're further along, but that doesn't really mean anything and everything's so different. And especially when you run a race, like I learned so quickly not to compare. Um, because once you start comparing you I just you would lose all focus and you would not be able to do what you were trying to do um, which also made me start thinking so when I was running my race I at one point the early on was kind of looking at the people around me as competitors right like these are the people I was trying to beat. I would pass someone and be like haha like I passed someone like so cool um, I'm not going to mention how many people passed me but you know you would pass someone and it's just so cool and when you look at the people around you as you're running as competitors I mean, there's some motivation in that, like depending on how competitive you are, but honestly, it was exhausting and it wasn't as fun. Like I wasn't out there to get a good time. I was out there to do this. Um, but then, you know, as I got more tired, I started to look at the people around me more as family or as teammates, 
And so in that way, we were all trying to accomplish this goal. They were different goals, but we were all trying to accomplish a goal and they weren't direct competitors to me. They were people who are also exerting effort and there to better themselves and trying to do something for themselves as well. And so um, how do you view the people around you in your life? Do you view them as threats or competitors? Because that's gonna that's a sad life, honestly. That's a lonely life. Um, it's, there's a lot of threats. There are lots of comparison there. But are you viewing or are are you viewing people as your teammates, right? Are you viewing them as people who um, you can support because you're on the same team, right? And I think that changes a lot of things. That changes um, how we interact with the people around us and how we work towards our goal. And it's honestly less exhausting. It is so exhausting to look at everyone around you as a competitor and as a threat to you and as someone you've got to um, beat or if they win, they're going to take something from you. Um, but instead, we're all teammates, right? We're all working towards Christ as Christians, right? We're all working on the same team and it's not about who's faster or better. It's about um, we're all going to get there and we can support each other in that and support each other's goals. And so, this reminded me so much of how much yourself, well, in the run and in my training, how much my self-talk affected my running. So much of my thoughts, like if I, that's why music helped me or listening to books is that it would make it, you know, kind of just zone out from, you know, once you get up to 20 miles, some of the pain, but also um, just some of the self-talk that can easily happen. You know, your self-talk is so important when you train. And so um, fun story for you all. So the importance of self-talk is also is so important. So there was one of my training runs. I think I was doing 16 or 17 miles that day. Um, and so I <laughs> was thinking to myself at the beginning of this run, I was like, you know what? I think everyone should do a physical activity that really pushes them. Because if you don't have good self-talk, you physically can't do it, right? You just, I went to a gym once when I was in soccer. We went to this training gym and they, their, their phrase was, you can do anything for 15 seconds. Like, what's your mindset? What's your, you know, what's your self-talk? And I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, like, Everyone should train. It doesn't have to be running, but everyone should do some physical training that pushes them. Because if you're, you have, you learn how to have good self-talk. You have to have good self-talk to get through it and to do it and all these things. And so I was like running and I was like, yes, good self-talk, good self-talk. And then I was coming back on my last few miles. So I'm 14 miles in, I'm 15 miles in. I have my last mile or two. And the last mile or two was an uphill stretch. Like a, if you've been to Turkey Mountain, it's that last little bit up to the parking lot, um, which is actually was the end of the race as well. And I was running up this hill slash walking because it was exhausting. And I was like, oh, Melissa, you're such a dummy. What are you doing? Why are you even doing this? You're the dumbest dummy. Like, oh, man. And it was just so funny to me like that I was like the beginning of the race. I was like, yes, like good stuff talking by the end. I was like, oh, my goodness. Why am I doing this? This sucks. Like uphill is the worst I'm so tired like all these things which is really just a funny story but I think it's also just such a good reminder of you have to have good self-talk and it's gonna be harder like you practice in the easy things to have good self-talk because then whenever it's harder is what you're gonna rely on to have that you know the way you talk to yourself as well um which leads me into the next thing that I was thinking about on my during my marathon. So during my marathon, I gave it everything I had. Like uh, the first half went well. I would say, you know, there's I tried not to walk. There's a few places where I just had to walk um, and whatnot, which is, you know, it's a marathon. I, I'm going to give myself that grace. Um, but, you know, I know when I was running that race, I gave it all that I had, all the energy. I could not have ran any more than I did. The walking steps I had were 100% necessary. So then I finished the race. I get in the car. We're driving. And I'm not even kidding. Within like an hour, less than an hour of finishing the race, I was thinking back about it. And I was like, you know what? I should have done better. 
I should have ran faster. I wish I had gotten a better time. I really, I think I could have done better. Why did I stink? Like I did terribly. Why did I do terribly? And I, within like not even, it was honestly embarrassing. Like not even an hour. I was already criticizing myself, already saying I should have done better. Um, which I think we do to a lot of our, to ourselves a lot of the time. Like we go through situations or we go through hard things or we have a heat at the moment situation and we have to make split decision, split second decisions. And in the moment, we are doing the best that we can. We are doing what we are able. We're doing what we've trained for. Um, and then we look back and we beat ourselves up over that moment or we beat ourselves up over the situation that we were in and whatnot. And I think once again, we have to have much better self-talk. We have to be so much kinder to ourselves because in that moment of running that race, I promise you now I did the best I could. Like I remember the knee pain. I remember the just the overall exhaustion, the mental exhaustion. Um, I definitely cried. It's so tiring. Um, but then I looked back and I was so quick to judge myself. I was so quick to criticize myself. I was so quick to say, why didn't I do better? Um, which I think we all do in a lot of situations, like I said. And so I think it's just remembering to have that positive self-talk, remembering to give ourselves grace. Because it's comical to hear the story, I hope. Comical to hear that I ran a marathon and you're probably, some of you are probably like, been there, done that. And some of you are probably like, I could never run a marathon. Like, that's so cool of you. And then to hear me say that I was beating myself up seconds after, um, like that's a comical story, but when we think about our lives and you think back on where you've been and what you've been through, are you criticizing yourself? Or are you saying, hey, I made it through. I'm a stronger person because of it. I learned something from it. I'm on the other side and giving yourself that grace. I think it's just an important thing that we're just not good at. You know, once again, that positive self-talk, it's really important. And I think when we do address this life as a marathon, it has to be positive self-talk. We have to be thinking good things, um, and focusing on wonderful things because if we're not like it's exhausting and it's almost impossible to get through and so I hope um, if you're someone who wrestles with self-talk and all those things which I think we all do in some form or fashion um, this is just an encouragement and a reminder to think positively about yourself to give yourself grace to work hard um, to not beat yourself up over things that you can't change anymore um, which really brings me to my last point my last thing that I really learned on this marathon journey so I trained for four months, five months maybe. And in my training, I ran about 400 something miles, 420-ish, I think. I didn't count, um, but that was the training plan. Um, Cause you start small and you build up, you have to, there's no other way to do it. Um, and so after running my marathon, I realized quickly that, and even while running the marathon, the training was so much harder than the marathon itself right in the training I had never ran 20 miles in one sitting so the feeling that you feel in your joints and in your body was new and I would end almost all of my runs crying there's one run where I was finishing it and my mom called me and I answered the phone because I was done running and I was just sobbing and I was crying and I was like hi mom what do you need and she was like oh I just had a random question like you don't have to answer your phone and she's like why are you crying and I was like I'm just so tired and like physically and mentally and all these things and she was like okay call me back later um but it's just, you know, the training was way harder because it was all new and it was the discipline of, there was, it was just me running, which I love to do, but after 22 miles, it's kind of boring um, and all of these pieces to it. And then I got to the marathon and yeah, the marathon was hard. Like it was not a piece of cake, but the training was harder. And I think that's such an interesting lesson for us in our lives and just as Christians, because self-discipline is such an important thing. But I think sometimes we like, we're like, oh yeah, self-control, it's a fruit of the spirit, it's really cool. I don't like that one, like, let's move on. Um, but, you know, 
and I was talking about, you know, in the moments where we've been through something and we bit ourselves up after, you know, it's the training that determines how we're going to do in the race. Like my training, I could, I knew about what my, I knew what my pace was going to be, which if you know what your pace is going to be, you know about what your time is going to be. Like that's just how it works. Um, and so my training definitely determined how my race was going to go, but the training's harder. You know, the getting up every day and going for that run when I really didn't want to anymore or seeing on the thing that I had an eight mile on Wednesday and thinking, what am I going to have time for this? Like, that's crazy. You know, that discipline day in and day out is so much harder than the one day where you gather and there's lots of people and there's so much excitement and so much hype and there was drums playing and like all these fun things that give you that help you with that motivation. And so um, I think as Christians, this is important in our day to day lives to find that discipline, to work hard to be with Christ, to put in the effort. And that means different things for different people, of course. Um, but it's so that when we are in the heat of the moment or we are in those really tough situations that our actions and what comes out is a, a good thing and we act in a way that we're happy with and we don't you know, react out of anger or something that we're going to look back and say we regret. You know, The way you react in a hard situation or the way you handle something is directly related to your training. Like how did you train? Did you do the training? Have you been sitting with Christ or have you not been sitting with Christ? I think so often in my life when I see myself react poorly and I look back and I'm like, oh, Mel, that was not a good color on you. Um, I can look back and I'm like, you know what? I haven't been with Christ recently. I haven't been abiding in his word. And so my training isn't there. And so of course I reacted that way in the heat of the moment. Like I haven't been building myself up. And I think um, it was also a, a refresher to me because I, for myself, you know, just to be honest, working at a church and for a while getting my degree in the Bible um, or in theology, but you know, you're constantly in the Bible. I didn't want to open the Bible ever. Right? Like, I didn't want to touch the Bible because it was work or it was school. And I was like, you know what? I love Jesus, but I don't want to read the Bible right now. Um, and it was just really hard. But this was such an encouragement to me to remember that, like, the training is going to be harder than the race. Right? So, those times when you really don't want to open the word, when you really don't want to pray, when you really just aren't feeling it for whatever reason, if you've been hurt or if you're just feeling lazy, like, there's both and you know there's lots of pieces in this the training's harder and so we do the training so that when push comes to shove we can act in a christ-like way we can act in a way that we're happy with um and all those pieces and so um those are just some of the things i learned from my marathon i hope that um you're not bored just listening to this i hope that you um in various ways in various places you've taken something from this and just um helps you kind of digest more about a marathon, you know, what that what that really means, you know, that long-term goal of that and to really settle into this life. And I think it's important to give ourselves grace, but on the other side, it's so important to train. It's so important to be self-disciplined. You know, it's a both and for sure. Um, and you can't just rely on a here and there piece. You know, if I had ran one mile a week and then tried to go run a marathon, it would not have happened. It would not have worked. Um, and so it's definitely a balance and it's important to remember that Christ is with us through it all, that he wants to walk with us. He wants to be there through us um, and be with us in this. And so I just encourage you to um, to sit with Christ, to, to, let, to think of it as training, to remember that self-discipline is so important because as Paul says, we're all running a race, right? Everyone's running a race right now. Everyone's in a marathon of life right now. Whether you're a Christian or not, everyone's running a race. Absolutely. Every athlete 
exercises things, right? But are you running for the perishable wreath, for the reward, for the um, thing that the world is going to give you? Are you running for what Christ has for you? Are you running for the imperishable things? Um, So that's super important. That's going to determine how you run, and it's going to determine the outcome of it. So I just encourage you to... um, Find self-discipline, which kind of sucks, but is important. And I think that's the most important thing I learned from running a marathon. And just to remember to speak to yourself kindly and to think of those people around you as teammates, not as competitors, not to compare yourself. It's it's all, it's apples and oranges always. Um, there's no way to compare. And so I just hope this encourages you today. And I would just like to um, conclude by praying over all of you. So um, Jesus, I just thank you so much for your word and just for your guidance, Lord. I pr- I thank you that we all have our lane, that we all have something we're designed. Our life is um, specific to ourselves. We all have our lane that we're running in, Lord. So I pray that you strengthen us in that and then you teach us self-discipline so that we can run to our fullest extent, that we can run well. Lord, I pray that you help those who have bad self-talk to identify it. If they speak to themselves not nicely, Lord, and that they don't realize, Father, that you would make that very apparent to them. Father, I help. I pray that you help us become aware of our self-talk because if we're not aware of it, we can't adjust it, Father. And I pray that we all work towards being positive thinkers, Lord, and that we think highly of ourselves, Lord, because you didn't create us to hate on ourselves, Lord. You created us out of love and you want us to um, be kind to ourselves, Father. I pray that you help us as marathon runners to Um, just look to you and know why we're running and know the outcome and the goal. Lord, the goal is so important or we don't, or we, but just become aimless if we don't have our goal, Father. So I pray for strength and renewal for everyone stuck in a quarantine season um, and in this new weird thing that we're all experiencing, Father, that we would give ourselves grace in this time and that as we also look at our Christian life as a whole, Father, that you would just build us up and strengthen us in that, that we would run well, Lord, that we would run for you, Lord. Your son's heavenly name. Amen.